Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your captaincy video ahead of game week 34. There are still some matches in play, of course, uh, tonight and tomorrow and Thursday, the big Southampton versus Burnley game. Uh, but we're looking ahead to the new double game week, which features Manchester United and Chelsea. And a couple of other quite tasty looking games as well. Man City have got Watford, Spurs are playing Brentford. Yeah, it's all, it's all quite interesting. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, thanks, Ash. Yeah, like you say, we're kind of in the middle of... Uh... Game week 33, but looking ahead already to uh, to 34, I've got a wild card in play this week, so it, it all feels quite exciting. Ooh, so, that is exciting. Mm. Wild card in play. How you left it so late, I, I don't know. but Well, this might be. It's been a tough season, and maybe that is one of the reasons why I've lost so much ground recently. And it, it might be too late, but let's just hope I can make a bit up and... Uh, and make it respectable. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, no Joe for this video. He is off this week. He's off um, for the scout cast as well. I've got to say, doing the captain video after a Bruno Gamirish brace um, <laughs> is, is actually quite nice for a change. Uh, absolutely, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, you know, I can claim all I want that, you know, I saw some good signs for him and, and stuff, but realistically, I wasn't expecting a brace and another game no. to come. I mean, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing return for him. I guess our um, our our job, Tom, is to find the next the next Bruno Gomes, right? For for game of football. Well, yeah, good luck with that. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just incredible, wasn't it? I mean, um, yeah, you know, you're just going for a sub five million pound midfielder and and hitting it on that specific game was mm. just um, it's it's the stuff you'll look back on in five or 10 years and you'll, well, you'll remember this forever, won't you? So what, yeah. what a haul. And um, <laughs> it's kind of, it comes up, sums up your season, doesn't it? Everything you've been hitting has been, um, you've been nailing a lot of it. So. Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, everyone talks about this kind of variant stuff and I don't think I've been, I've, I think I've been making more kind of bolder choices than, than I was last year. I think, I think when I was doing mm. poorly last year, I was making less sort of, of of the big calls because I was just trying to desperately yeah. get into that ton of top 100k and maybe playing it a bit safer. Yeah. Whereas I think when you're around kind of the 1k-ish mark, I'm trying to push on into like the top 100 yeah. and, and yeah. you know, and, and finish really highly. So that's why I'm kind of going for these a bit more. Um, and I just looked at my team and I just didn't have any, I didn't have anyone that I like the look of. I didn't have Ronaldo or Fernandez, yeah. for example. I was looking at like Saka going for Salah just as the kind of safe punt. And I like the Newcastle game and thought he was, he was the best option. So yeah, yeah, and Saka captainers were a little bit unfortunate at the weekend, oh, weren't God, they? What a miss. Um, what a miss. Yeah, from the Martinelli pass. And so, uh, yeah, a bit unlucky with that. But um, no, well played. And you've still got, yeah, another game to come um, against Palace, haven't you, in midweek? So it could be. Oh, could if, be he gets one. if he gets yeah, another yeah, one, well, I'm going to. Palace, Palace might, might be some tired legs at Palace after the uh, the FA Cup semi. So you never know. So it'd be interesting to, interesting to see. Love a diving header. Uh, people asking in the chat what rank I'm at. I actually went down to about 3K-ish after Ronaldo's big haul. Um, Gamirish took me back up to 
Okay, so I'm just outside. Just the outside, just yeah. Outside the okay. Incredible position. So, yeah, it's pretty um, nice. Yeah. Um, right, enough about me. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want all, these, all these things about, to be about me. Well, I kind of do, but it's this point. Well, it's, it's the key talking point. It's a captaincy <laughs> video, so um, it is. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's probably eager to hear who you're going to be a captain <laughs> this week, which we'll oh, talk about at the end. So, well, I've got one. No, no pressure. No, I've got one one name who's um I think a lot of people are looking at who is, is kind of yeah. come out the come out the woodwork a bit. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one. Um we'll talk about all the normal stuff just before we do that. I just want to talk about fan team. Uh, obviously fan team are partnered with Fantasy Football Scout uh, this season. I'm playing it. I'm playing the season long game, the second chance game. Um I play the weekly monsters as well. I do a video with Josh who won the season long game uh, last season. He won 180,000 pounds off that. He's gone off and bought a house with that in, you know, uh, so he's absolutely in- incredible story uh, for him. Um, basically, it's a way of using your fantasy knowledge to uh, win money, um, you know, in different daily games, different kind of season long and half season games. Um, and, you know, players are scored similar to they do in FBL. And if you pick the right players, you win quite money, uh, quite a lot of money. You've obviously got to gamble your own money. It is a gambling website. So gamble aware. Um, make sure you're um, you know aware of what you can spend and what you can afford to lose. Um, 18 plus only. Um, as well but if you haven't checked out fan team uh, it's well worth doing because it's a bit of fun you can play for like a pound you can play for 20 pounds you can play for more it's yeah completely up to you um so yeah definitely check that out there's links in the description below and check out the video uh, with josh that i do on thursdays as well right let's talk about game week 34 so these are the fixtures on the screen obviously the kind of the two biggest um sort of games in this are the other two doubles so Arsenal play Manchester United uh, and Chelsea play West Ham at home and then the two teams play each other on Thursday the 28th as well Man United at home uh, versus Chelsea what do you make of this the double kind of took a lot of people by surprise a bit of a weird one right because we didn't know who what was going to happen until after the FA Cup game which of course was after the deadline yeah yeah they had quite different implications didn't they with each team whoever won so if Palace won, they were involved in a slightly mm. earlier double, um, along with Villa, I think it was. But then obviously what we've happened now, which we kind of expected would happen, Chelsea winning, um, and they've obviously got this double now. Um, if you haven't got a wild card, it's hard to prepare for these kind of things, isn't it? Um, and I can imagine there'll be a few hits flying around because yeah. when you get a team, when you get a top top team like Chelsea, you have a double. Um, and I think the fixtures from an attacking perspective um, actually look pretty good, which we'll go into a bit more depth about in a bit. But um, yeah, the fact that they've got this double, I think the captaincy is um, obviously kind of, you, you're going to want to look there for it, I think, um, this week, the fact they played twice. And United have been, you know, got the win at the weekend, but their performances have been a bit May recently, haven't they? So mm. um, yeah, I think Chelsea are the, the, the kind of standout team to look at. Picking a player from them is slightly trickier though. So, yeah, I think the the Arsenal game for United looks interesting as well. I mean, Arsenal have been have been very poor. United actually attacking wise have been have been okay. been okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, the big news we, we've just had is that Ronaldo won't be won't be playing tonight. Yeah, sure. um, you've got to think he's, he's he could well be a doubtful for the weekend as well. Obviously, awful yeah. news with um, the death of of you know one of his newborns. Absolutely terrible. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not listening to our captaincy video, but if <laughs> in any way he was or the message gets across, obviously, you know, um, we're, we're thinking of you, Cristiano, and, and your wife as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with Elanga, for example, in that game as yeah. well. I thought Lingard mm. came in and did a good job. 
uh, to they I was watching it was uh, Chris Hutton's commentary wasn't it and, and he was kind of saying on the ball United are fantastic you know they create lots of chances Ronaldo's at the kind of heart of everything you've got Elanga you've got pace you've got everything mm. but off the ball that's where they just lose these games because they look like they haven't got any real tactics yeah. so defensively wow. you're looking at Chelsea and thinking this is a game Chelsea can get at but I guess attacking wise right. it's still a bit of investment could be could be in some of their players yeah I think I'd agree with that I mean defensively you know, the fact that we're taking on Norwich, a team at the bottom of the table, and they conceded so many chances to them. I mean, if you're going in with Pogba as your sole holding midfielder, yeah, you're kind of looking at that thinking, mm, that's a pretty, looked like a bold lineup. And what happened was Fernandez therefore dropped quite a bit deeper. And as a captain, a much, you know, I, I envisaged him going into that game, almost playing as a second striker like he did against Watford. And in reality of it, he was much, much deeper and struggled to impact the game. Um, but generally, in an attacking sense, you know, United are absolutely fine. I think across the season, I think they're fourth for non-pen XG. So they've put up good numbers. Um, whether or not these fixtures, yeah, it's a, probably a good time to play Arsenal. They've lost three in a row. Um, Tierney's out. Um, Partey, influential midfielder, is out. The defensive structure maybe isn't quite as solid as what it was. Um, but I do kind of think that um, I think Chelsea in an attacking sense, this feels like two better fixtures for mm. them than United. Um, and obviously the Ronaldo news, we, we don't quite know if he's going to be available for the weekend in the grand scheme of things. It isn't really important. But um, so then you're probably looking at Fernandez because um, beyond that, Sancho's struggling, isn't he? Rashford's yep. struggling. Alanga, obviously, you can't rely on somebody like that for two starts. So um, that's probably why we're another reason why we're we're focusing on Chelsea a bit more. Yeah, I mean the other thing is they've, obviously Chelsea's got the other double coming in in thirty six, I believe it yeah. is. But that is just before the FA Cup final, so yeah. it's really hard to know who's gonna who's gonna start in in that yeah, game. This that um, that yeah. Leeds game feels like one for yeah. mass rotation. It does. It? Yeah, I think this this is the double to target Chelsea, but obviously it's difficult to do that when a lot of us haven't got any of the players. I mean, there's some people you know have already got kind of James in place, Rudiger, yeah. Havertz maybe. I'm thinking of free yeah. hitting this week just to bring in three Chelsea basically. Yeah. Because the, the other fixture, obviously, to target is that Man City versus Watford game. Well, Another this, tricky one, rotation yeah. with, with Champions League. But if you can yeah. nail some of the starters in that game, it could be anything yeah. that's cool. And I think the City lineup this week might give us a clue mm. as to who features us. That's the way I'm approaching it on a wild card anyway. So I'm thinking if somebody like Mares were to be given a rest in midweek, does that give him a bit more chance of getting that rhythm and that, that you know, at the weekend before the Champions League match? So, yeah, it's going to be quite an interesting week, just monitoring lineups and then kind of trying to work out expected minutes from that um, for, for the weekend. So, but yeah, there's some really nice individual fixtures and in Liverpool as well, let's yep. not forget. Um, with the Merseyside derby, um, Everton have got the worst away record in the whole division. So that seems like a, a, a game to target. You can see a few goals in that one as well. So... I mean, I can't see any way in which Everton will be looking forward to that. I mean, the only chance right. they've got again is if Liverpool do decide to rest a, a couple of a couple of players and you know yeah, maybe, maybe got, bring in um, Simakas maybe for, for Robertson. Yeah, um, they've got Villarreal, haven't they, in mm. the Champions League um, a few days after? I think they play on the Wednesday, whereas City is the Tuesday. Um, but yeah, there the might be you, you might see a, a bit of rotation there, possibly. But you've got to think that you know the likes of Salah and, and you know they're, they're going to start, aren't they? I'm sure. So. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Spurs then? Because Spurs obviously losing to to Brighton. No one really anticipated that. I've got to be honest. Before the game, I was quite confident we were going to 
as, as a Brighton fan, that we were going to make it tricky for them. I, I wasn't convinced that we were going to lose by three, four goals, but I, I thought we'd lose. When I saw the lineup, I thought, we're definitely going to lose. Like this, this team doesn't look. I couldn't work mm. out who was playing where, or it's, yeah. it's a typical kind of Potter team that he kind of put together. But in the end, came out one nil winners, and you've got to wonder what the kind of how Spurs are going to react to that because because Brentford are, are in form at the moment. They're playing really well. I think they've won five and six, haven't they? Um, three clean sheets in the last four at home as well for Brentford. So they're they're in a really good moment at the moment. And I think for um, for Spurs, I mean, I don't think they had a shot on target, did they? At the um, against Brighton, and uh, Brighton have been solid away though. I mean, I put in Captain Sensible on Friday that I think mm. they've only lost three of their. 15 matches leading into that game away from home. They're better away than they are at home. No team had scored more past two or two against them on the road all season. So um, there were kind of like signs there that Spurs might not have it all their own way. Not to that extent. I don't think anybody predicted Brighton would go and win. <laughs> but um, it maybe wasn't quite as big a surprise as some were saying. But I mean, for Spurs, I didn't think they were great in the first half against Villa. I mean, they, they came out 4-0 winners didn't they of that mm. match but for the first 45 minutes we were the better team against them um but i don't think we should overreact to the loss against brighton i still think you're talking about a very good attacking team son and kane are still good options kulisevsky as well but i do think there are better fixtures this week to target given that brighton are playing very well uh, sorry brentford are playing very mm. well at the moment and um the fact that other teams are doubling City have got such a good fixture. I think the Spurs assets are fine holds this week, but I'm not personally looking at them for, for captaincy. No. Interesting. Uh, shout out to Jaeger, there's 77 in the chat. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He says, thanks for the Gamera shout. Captained him as well. Likes the price and fixture. Uh, best FPL moment. Yeah, it's one of those that, that definitely ranks up there. Congratulations to, uh, to you yeah. for yeah, going through with it. Wasn't there, um, wasn't there a triple captain around as well? I, thought I think there was. Well. I think there was one. I think there was one triple captain there. And yeah, it'd be, be, be great to yeah uh, chat to him because yeah, what, what yeah. A shout. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, looking at some data then, uh, this is kind of the best players over the last six. This is obviously from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Uh, I've just filtered this by most FPL points over the last six games, really. Um, it's the two Spurs players at the top, Son and Kane at the top, uh, and then it's Ivan Tony in third, and then it's Kulisewski in fourth. Mm. So you're looking at three out of the four top players, all pig Spurs players, even with that kind of Brighton um, blank. Uh, looking at the expected goal data as well, you know, these are these are the players that are featuring really highly in there. Pookie's featuring really highly in that as well. Mm. Um, well. I think he's only only below Kane and, and Ivan Tony um, mm. in those. So he's kind of come out of, out of nowhere to be... Uh, a bit of an option for us. Um, looking looking at some of the uh, other players that we're, we've been talking about, kind of the teams we've been looking at, I mean, you've got Havertz there in, in fifth um, with mm. 41 points. Uh, De Bruyne is there as well for Man City with this Watford game. Not quite sure of his injury status yet, but he's obviously kind of the main man looking at that. Yeah. And then you've got um, Mason Mount down in eighth uh, as well. And then Cristiano Ronaldo down in, down in tenth. So there's a lot of players here with good games who are also mm. featuring really highly in kind of the expected data and in terms of overall points as well. Yeah, and I think Chelsea, um, we should probably mention that they've had a bit of a change up front over the past few games as well, which is Werner's come into the um, come into the starting eleven, And he's, it's kind of like a two up front with him and Havertz and mm. then with Mount and Kovacic in support behind them. Um, so... 
people are saying, is this going to impact Havertz has obviously been doing really well. Now, now he's playing in more of a two. Is he going to kind of get, he's playing more slightly on the right. Is he going to be more of a kind of facilitator? With, with Mount and Werner breaking into the space which he creates. And I think that's something, I mean, I really want to watch the midweek game against Arsenal. There's been three games with this kind of new system, I think. They've won them all. They've beat Southampton, Real Madrid and beat Palace at the weekend. So it's it's working. Um, I want to see a bit more for it. I'm trying to pick my three Chelsea on a wild card. And um, it's that Havertz kind of and Mount. Do you go with both? Do you go with one of them? Um, and I want to see how that kind of works. But um, Mount feels like the more dependable option, doesn't he? Mm. Um, started, I think, 15 of the last 16. Leads the way amongst Chelsea for a lot of the kind of key stats across the season. But um, obviously, this is a new system, and um, and so we want to see how exactly that how that works. I mean, Werner as well does he become an option for the captaincy? I mean, this is this is what I'm going to ask. I think Werner's been really impressive. He was kind of the wild card addition in that Real Madrid game that nearly kind of yeah. you know caused a massive upset with, with them being so far behind. He came in. He was, he was absolutely fantastic in that, and that's creating more space for players like Mount and Havertz. I think in, in the yeah. centre. I mean, Mount's been brilliant. Some of Mount's yeah. goals lately, and, yeah. and the kind of impact he's had. Um, everyone's saying it's through this new buzz cut that he's got. So I saw that. He's got to be on the lookout for, for new haircuts I think, when, you're, when you're picking these players. But Werner, I mean, can we? Because we, we all know what Werner's about, right? He's mm-hmm. he's very, very wasteful in front of yeah. goal. Incredibly wasteful in front of goal. But he is so fast that you, you know, when Chelsea look to play on the counter yeah. and, you know, they're going to have opportunities on the counter against West Ham and United, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know, up, up against, you know, whoever he's against, if he's up against Tellez or Dallow, I don't think any of the fullbacks can really deal with with Werner. So I'm looking at him and thinking, I really like him for, for this double game week and potentially going forward for the rest of the season. But is that just crazy? Like, it seems, it feels crazy to say that. Well, I think as tuned in FPL managers, little things like system changes can often give you the edge because I think a lot of the more perhaps casual players um, will associate Werner with exactly what you just said about being a, a poor finisher, um, struggling for confidence ever since he moved to Chelsea. And But we're obviously aware of this system change, which might just make him it, it playing to his strengths, really. He's the only player in that Chelsea side who can, who can kind of... Um, play that role really mm. um attacking that space there's nobody else like him there so i don't hate it i want to see i want to see how it plays out against um arsenal in midweek and see how he looks um certainly somebody i'm considering but then then there's the wing backs as well isn't there um people are talking about reese james marcus alonso has come yeah. back into the start in 11 really recently and his you know the fact he's getting selected for the madrid game suggests that he's back in tuchel's good books Reese James has been playing on the right side of the centre back three, little three, not just as a wing back a bit of late. Now people are saying that that is to because he's been up against the likes of Zaha and Vinicius Junior, and it's kind of to to, to kind of combat that. Um, I think if you're going to captain James, you want him as a wing back, obviously, Absolutely, don't you? Yeah. So um, I don't think you know. I don't know. If that's going to be a theme going forward, again, let's watch them in action against Arsenal and see how it plays out. But I do think these games maybe feel like better for the attackers. You know, West Ham haven't kept um, a clean sheet away from home all year. And United, you know, we've just said they look pretty vulnerable at the back. So this could be one for a a Mount or a Havertz or a Werner or something like that. Uh, Yep. 
I agree. I think you've you've, you've got to go into this game with one one Chelsea attacker as yeah. your captain. Um, I, I found I found it hard last week to you know to to find the best option. I think Ronaldo, mm, it's hard. Mm. Ronaldo or Fernandez to be worth the sensible just because they had that Norwich at home game. It's, you know, it's quite an easy call, and then you thought whatever mm. happens in the Liverpool game is a bit of a bonus. But I think with this Chelsea fix, you've got two games in which I'm expecting goals and and points. So yeah, and, and um, West Ham as well are in Europa action after that game. You know, they're in the semi-finals against Frankfurt, and so if they've got one eye on that. Um, and the thing is, West Ham haven't rotated throughout this Europa campaign no, either. I and I think the, the players yeah. are getting tired, I think. Um, they scraped a point against Burnley at the weekend. Um, I think they lost the week that before to Brentford. And because they're not, you know, Antonio's playing every game. Bowen's come back from injury. He's playing every game. There's very little Salchek and Rice in the middle of playing mm. every game. So this feels like a good one for Chelsea, I think. And um, yeah, definitely where I'm looking. Uh, yeah. Very different to Leicester, who are obviously rotating yeah, eight players. Bigger squad though, right? Yeah, bigger, better, be, be, better all-round squad. First eleven, you know. There's, there's just no one that can, that can yeah. come in for for Antonio and, and, and no. Bowen, really. So yeah. they're just kind of having to play them kind of every game. Yeah. Um, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's take a look at the attacking team stats. So the best attacking teams over the last six. We've got Man City at the top, 38.1 minutes per XG. Minutes for chance every 5.3 minutes, which is the best. Um, only eight goals scored, though, for Man City, which is quite surprising mm. when you look at Chelsea, 15, Spurs, 21. Brentford have got 14 goals mm. in that time. So, you know, actually, City, City are, are creating a lot of chances, but not scoring too many goals. And there are obviously all these rumours now. Haaland yeah. looking even more likely to come in through the doors. I mean, you know, you, you, I think captaincy might be quite easy for you next year, you and Joe, if, if Arden comes in. I think he's probably going to just be him kind of. Wow, well, it'll feel like it did earlier this year when we were doing the videos. Just, yeah, it exactly. Just Salah, Salah, yeah. Salah, Salah. And it was just, it was struggling to come up with, uh, with, with what to say and, you know, plugging other options because he was that good. Um, and if Haaland does come in, um, he's obviously going to be one of the top weeks every, every week playing in that side. But yeah, we'll come to that next year. I mean, you've got you've got to think he, he he could get any amount of goals next year with the with the That'd talent they've got. He, yeah. he could get 35, 40 goals, yeah, comfortably in, in the league. If yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, second on the list though, best attacking in the last six is Chelsea. So mm. they they've they've been a bit in and out of the picture this season. Chelsea on these yeah. kind of lists, they 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 had a spell where they kind of struggled, especially obviously with both the wing backs were out. Now James is back. They, they look a bit better. I mean, they've scored 15 goals. You know, six of those obviously were against Southampton. A minutes per chance would be 5.9. It kind of skews these stats a little bit. That kind of just such an overwhelming performance against a team yeah. uh, like that. But also it shows that they are capable of of, of doing it. And like we've said, they've got yeah. two, two good games. And they hadn't been doing well before that Southampton game. That's the reason why they changed mm. system. So to have them second on that list, even though in quite a few of those games, they have been not great. That, that That's kind of positive for me. So... Um, yeah, that kind of reinforces what we're saying, I think, about the Chelsea attackers for this week. Yeah, and no United on the top 10 of these over the last six. No. So, again, I think I think they are 11th, but mm. they are behind the likes of West Ham, Leeds, Aston Villa, 
you know, Crystal Palace, you know, these, these aren't teams that you would necessarily assume, maybe Leeds, potentially, West Ham are good, but, you know, where are United on the on this kind of list? They've they've got all this kind of attacking talent and still not really featuring that highly. So, again, I think it's it's just bashing the drum that it's just all about Chelsea, really. I think this this week. Yeah, no, absolutely agree with that. I mean, City are there again. I think it's the line at midweek is important, mm. um, and I think that might give us some clues. Cancelo does feel a bit more nailed because he's banned for this Champions League um, clash next week. So maybe a couple of starts looks a bit more likely for him. If you're prone to captaining defenders, it's probably a very good fixture to do it. I can see that being a real high scoring game. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be surprised, wouldn't you, if City don't score three or four in that one against Watford, um, who they've traditionally done pretty well against. So that feels like if, if you're not going to be swayed by the double game week, um, that City fixture looks like the one to target. There's risk associated with it, of course, um, given the Champions League tie. But uh, if you nail it, it could could come off um, and, and be a really big, big, big kind of deal for mini leagues and things like that. And it's that stage of the season, isn't it, where people are maybe more inclined to look at this, yeah, absolutely. rather than in the opening weeks. So um, well, we're running out of running out of opportunities to to bring yeah. in players like like this and, and try and get them. I mean, I've, I've... <laughs> that's worrying for me. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like I've been trying to make up ground for a while now, and um, I've had a really. But I think I've had something like. 10 reds in the last 11 game weeks or something like it's been a really bad run and I keep kind of thinking I've got time I've got time but it's getting to the season now where there isn't isn't long to go so um yeah a a city captaincy punt for somebody chasing and not sweat I mean I don't I think I I find it hard to put them ahead of the Chelsea assets but Mm. but it's not a terrible idea given how good City are so I don't know if you've been listening to Black Box but Mark is very happy that you're slightly below him in in the ranks kind of canary down the mine I think (laughs) well this is it isn't it you've kind of got the great and the good league and you've got elite 64 as well I think you have to finish that's it 50th or above to stay in that and we're both kind of similar placements i mean i've got the chips but it's good to have that but it doesn't doesn't necessarily guarantee your points um mm. i think mark's got a free hit left as well so um yeah it's going to be interesting but it just shows i mean i had a quick look at, um i saw something on twitter yesterday and um something on fbl review which was talking about variants and i think mark's been pretty unlucky with a lot of his calls this year and i i think i'm at a similar kind of percentage to him and it don't think it's necessarily been really bad decisions when you analyse transfers and things. It's just the way FBL can fall sometimes. Yep. You know, it is, you know, we can we can analyse things, we can make good picks, but sometimes you, you're at the mercy of how the players perform on the pitch and it doesn't always pan out well. So, um, but hopefully we can both have good finishes and both really hopefully can survive in those leagues because... Um, yeah, you don't want to see Mark drop out of them, do you? Oh, so. no. He'd be, be devastated as well. He won't, he won't handle that well uh, at all. <laughs> well, like, like, likewise. So uh, <laughs> let, let's see how it goes. So fingers crossed. No, no. Uh, worst teams. It's mm. looking at the worst defences um, over the last six. Obviously, Southampton have conceded the most goals alongside Watford, which is quite surprising because Watford's XG conceded isn't awful. Like It's not on the same level as the likes mm. of Southampton, uh, Burnley, Norwich. Uh, it's 9.17. Southampton's is 12.5. Burnley's is 13. Norwich is 13. So they've conceded, you know, way, Watford have conceded way more goals than they're kind of expected to, looking at the data, but they are just conceding goals. And it's like Rodgers, Hodgson's obviously got them set up in this much more defensive shape, but it just hasn't worked. That gamble just no. hasn't worked. And, you know, they've gone from, you know, what... Um, you know, what, what Ranieri was trying to instill in this kind of attacking, get the most out of Saar and 
King and Dennis and all that gone completely yeah. the other way and it's yeah it, it just hasn't worked um, at all. Uh, looking at the list though, you've got Man United. They they're in the top ten worst defenses um, over the last six. They've conceded ten goals. So have Arsenal as well. So Arsenal have been putting in really impressive defensive numbers, but now that's three losses in a row uh, for them. So you know they're a team which which looks like we can kind of target um, a little bit now. Uh, West Ham are in there as well. So both of Chelsea's opponents, Man United and West Ham, feature in the in you know conceded you know in the top ten for most goals conceded, um, and their XG is, is really low as well. So. Again, you know, it's you, you look at all, all basically all these teams: United, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham. These all teams involved in that kind of double, and they're all poor defenses, basically. So it's a good double. It's a good double. It is, yeah. And as well for people like you know, for City and for Liverpool as well with those single game week fixtures, they mm. look good too, don't they? Given that the Watford and Everton are on there, so absolutely I could see it being a pretty high scoring week this week. Yeah, so can I. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of different ways people go and a lot of people targeting yeah. kind of Chelsea players. But yeah, you, you've, you've got to think City. Yeah, I mean, it is tricky with City because obviously they've, they've got this Champions League game and they're probably going to mm. rotate. But you've got to think they're going to score four, four or five against against Watford. Or they're, they're going to have, at least going to have the opportunities to score that many goals against them because... Yeah, yeah I mean, somebody like, um, somebody like Mares who's on penalties yeah. for them... Watford give up a load of chances down their left. If he were to be given a cameo uh, in midweek, then does he become a punt? Probably more of a, a pick rather than a captain, mm. but still a really good differential to kind of go into the weekend with. So, uh, yeah, it could be really interesting. But let's see how it unfolds in midweek and then we'll be in a better position to make some calls on the City assets later in the week. So. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then finally, let's just look at our kind of bus picks. Obviously, this is a bit dependent on, you know, what's going to happen in the week. And, you know, mm. there might be some injuries or something in the Chelsea Arsenal yeah. game. So, yeah, we are recording this on, on Tuesday, sort of before those matches have happened. Um, you've been a little bit more conservative, uh, especially with your third mm. pick. You've gone for Mount as your kind of, um, your, your top pick. Uh, Reese James in second, and then the very boring Mo Salah, who's featured on a couple of these. On a couple yeah, well, of these I did have I, I did have triple Chelsea, and then I thought, <laughs> hold on a minute, this is a bit crazy for me. Let's get Salah in there. So, uh, <laughs> but that could turn into triple Chelsea by the end of the week. Mm. But I do want to see this game because um, Havertz could come into the equation. Werner could, um, Alonso could. So there's loads of good options there. But for now. Judging on the seasonal performances, the way they've been doing, it's Mount and James for now, but I could be swayed. Yeah, so. my, my, my top three are Mount first. Um, I've gone for Havertz in second over James, just because of this kind of right centre-back thing, really. Yeah, yeah, it's something to monitor. Uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely something to monitor. And then if obviously if, if Rhys James lands up against Arsenal at right wing-back, he's going to not be worried about it. But I sense he's going to miss that game. Yeah. I sense he's going to miss that game. That's, that's my kind of thoughts, given that he's played two back-to-back. Well, for people who are thinking of going for a James punt, you kind of want him, unless you, want you already rested. own him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, unless absolutely. you own him, you want it. If you're bringing him in, mm. you want him rested this week, don't you? And he's just played Palace, hasn't he? And he played, um, he played in Madrid as well, didn't he? So you might, you might be right. It depends. Um, it depends how they kind of see his fitness and if they think, oh, we'll get him on for 60, 70 minutes and then bring him up, or whether you just start him as a sub. So um, yeah, again, it. You know, the midweek, midweek game is key to it, isn't yeah. it? So. But look at my third pick. I've got Timo Werner in there. I, <laughs> I just don't hate it. I think he plays at the moment. I think he, he they're keeping in the team. His confidence is growing. Yeah. His kind of, yeah. you know, his, his kind of what he's bringing to the, the team is is growing each week. Pulisic has been really poor this season. Ziyech yeah, had a definitely. good period and came back, but sort of isn't really getting much much of a look in. And I they haven't got Europe. Yeah. Europe. 
No, and I don't think they. I don't think somebody like Ziyech is comp- competing with Werner in this system. I think the no. only other player that could maybe come in is maybe Pulisic into that role. Um, but it, yeah, Werner. I mean, there were some quotes from Tuchel saying that he's playing so well. Um, it, you know, he's played himself into the team. So I think he's gonna if he if he performs well in midweek, I think he'll he'll keep that spot. And look, he's, he's well rested, isn't he? He's hardly played all year. So yeah. rotation in that <laughs> sense, that's not an issue, is it? They're out of your um, they're out of Europe, so you haven't got that to worry about. You just know that some people are gonna be tempted by Werner. Um, they will, this they week. will, absolutely. Um, there, there will I can be think going. I can think I can think of one late rise will go for yeah. it for sure. Oh he loves um, him, <laughs> yeah, he's his biggest and, fan. And um I'll be interested to hear, you know, um what Zofar says of being a Chelsea fan as well, mm. and people like Gianni and the people who are watching Chelsea week in, week out. It'll be good to get their kind of input on it as well. But Werner looks good for now, I think. So I feel like late rise is gonna go for because if, if Werner does take late rise into the 1k kind of makes up for all of the times he had him last year where he was just getting <laughs> yeah. one point he's been waiting him. a while that's the he has uh, yeah absolutely that has. might be the time though absolutely so. um cool i think that's it from us then uh for the captain this week i think like we said it's it, it's some interesting single game weeks but chelsea are, are definitely the favorite especially when you look at the kind of data um over attack and defense so they're the kind of options that we're looking at um i'm probably am going to free hit this week and, and look to you know I'll have double double trip oh, well triple Chelsea so I just need to decide which which ones to go I'll probably have James unless he's maybe if he starts against Arsenal maybe he he might be a bit of a risk and I'll go for yeah. Rudiger instead but I'll, mm. I'll probably I'll probably have James Mount and and Vern. I think they're the three that I'm I'm looking at which will be yeah in, an interesting well, interesting um week with, with Werner in my team perfect free well, hit punt <laughs> great opportunity for you to crack the one k with the free yep. hit this week and if you can get yourself back in there. I presume you've already got quite a few doublers for 36 and 37. Yeah, so so I think a lot, the the advantage of a big double is that a lot of people will be covered already in terms of players, you know, as a wild card, I'm clinging to the fact that they might not be the optimal players, but but you're still going in with a really good base of players who are going to play twice. So uh, yeah, you're in a great position. I'm very envious. Mm, Thanks Tom. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll call it there. Thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. Uh, Joe will be back on these next week. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Gianni's team reveal and it'll be Andy and Seb doing the scout cast tonight. So check uh, those out. But for now, see you later. Cheers.